0: All right, so I I have been just had it stirring for a while the subject of emotions, and uh, I think part of it is because emotions in general are getting higher and higher. I, you know, you go around and people um, are just more and more wound up. You know, and there's something about the things of God that he doesn't want anything to get a grip on us that's going to hurt us, that's going to cause us to go backwards. Instead, he has set us free and caused us to always triumph in everything. And, you know, sometimes I feel like uh, as Christians, it's easy to get this mindset that you are barely getting by, you know, like you're the underdog. (laughs) Like, you know, if you watch Star Wars, you're like the little rebel that there's only a few of them. And if they, if they just barely miss their target, everything's going to be over. And you know what? That is not how it is in the kingdom of God. That's not the team that we're on as Christians. As Christians, we are more than conquerors. As Christians, we are victorious in life. We are overcomers. We are the ones that are, uh, having the power of God almighty on the inside of us. And he's leading us and he's guiding us. One thing I just have to tell you, I am more of an exhorter. So if you, you know, are like, okay, where are all the scriptures? I will get to it, but this is just kind of how I flow. (laughs) So, but he, he is leading and guiding and helping us and we are not just going to fail. And, you know, you if you're not careful, things that you listen to and things that you focus on, it can make you get this impression that, you know, uh, yes, things are going to get darker and darker. The Bible says that. Look at Revelation. It says it's going to get darker. But it says the church is going to get brighter and brighter And so, yes, it's getting darker, but we're getting brighter. And so we're not defeated. In fact, if you read the end of Revelation, you know we win. And so we don't have to be uptight. We don't have to be concerned. We don't have to be worried about everything that's going on because we're on the winning team. God is for us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? And so that is the attitude that God wants us to have. He doesn't want us to be depressed. He doesn't want us to be um, feeling like the the sky is falling and and it's only going to get worse and worse and worse. He's saying, you know what? There's coming a day when heaven's in our future (laughs) and it's going to be bright and it's going to be awesome. And what a day that will be! There's a song, What a Day That Will Be, When My Jesus I Shall See. You know, that's where we're going. And so why do we have to be down and discouraged and feel like uh, things are just not going our way? No, that's not the vision. That's not what God has inside of us. Um, I'm reminded of some missionaries um, that came to a church uh, in Nebraska when we were there. And they said... um, that there were some witch doctors and I won't go into the whole story but when they saw Christians going through the forest they were like tall men like it huge it, and the thing is is that those Christians may not have even known that that's what they looked like to people that were witch doctors but that is who we are whether we realize it or not, that's the power that's in us. That's what is um, when we're walking uh, at on our job, when we're going to school, when we're doing all the different things that we do. If we just could realize that God Almighty is on the inside of us, His love is more powerful than anything else. Yes, the world is looking for love and peace, but theirs is weird. Our love and our peace is genuine. (laughs) We've got God Almighty. And so when we do peace, we're talking about God (laughs) and his peace, not this weird stuff that, you know, it's not really peaceful because if you disagree with them, they're mad at you. That's not peaceful. That's not, no, that's not where we're going. But as Christians, we need to hold our heads high and just realize who we are in him. And when we realize that, we can overcome the tactics of the devil. The devil is the one uh, that, uh, if you look at John ten ten, 10, uh, the thief does not come except to kill, or to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. And so... When we're upset and tight and anxious, those things are not good for us. That, that type of emotion, that type of things that we're feeling are actually going to still kill and destroy us. You know, if you've ever noticed, uh, sometimes we can be all worried about something and then it never happens. Have you ever had that, like, you just go through your role-playing, well, if they say this, I'm going to say this, and if they do this, then I'm going to do this. And then the the situation never even came to pass, and you spent all this time going over and over and over, maybe even staying up awake at night, you know, because you're, like, just trying to make sure that you're prepared for the battle. (laughs) And then the battle never even happens. You know, uh, Jesus said he came to... um, to set the captives free. Let's look at Luke four, 18 and 19. It says "The spirit. This is Jesus. He's here on earth. He is quoting actually this scripture that comes from Isaiah. And he's saying the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. Here's a thing that I want to focus in on. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. Earlier it said to heal the brokenhearted. You know, we live in a fallen world. There are things that happen. There are things that maybe were not good when we were growing up, things that were said, things that were done that... um, affect us as as children and then continue to affect us as adults. And I just want to encourage us tonight that Jesus came to break that. He came to set us free so that we continue to walk in the victory that he has given us so that we have this hope that now we can help other people who are bound by things maybe as bad maybe worse maybe not as bad but we're there to share the hope of how he set us free and then we in turn give them that ability to make a choice to follow him so that they in turn can be free. As well. And so that's what we're doing here on earth. Um, I'm, I'm going to go through just a few things. Uh, if you um it just so you know, Pastor Jim had a great series on refuting negative thoughts back in March of this year, and they're on our website, on YouTube. Um, that is just such a powerful series because our thoughts will affect our emotions. And so I'm not going to deal a lot with thoughts because we already have this great series. But I'm going to touch a lot on the just the emotional aspect of it. So let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5.23. This is just going real quick over a foundation. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm using this scripture just to show that we are, Shelley is a spirit, she has a soul, and she lives in a body. And there's, there's three parts to Me, There's three parts to you. And so the spirit man is the real us in the sense that's the part that connects. That's the part that was made in the image of God. That's the part that we worship him in spirit and in truth. We don't worship him with our emotions. A lot of times our emotions are affected by worship, but we're not actually worshiping him with emotions. And so we're, we're worshiping him with our spirit. So our spirit is how we connect with God. We have a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And uh, like I said, Jim talked a lot. It, he just um, did a series on we have the mind of Christ, and that was just real recent. Uh, We do have a will. God made us with the ability to choose to follow him or to choose not to follow him. He didn't just say, do it or else. He is not a dictator. He is instead giving us that option. And so when we're dealing with people, we want to uh, go at it when we're relating to people that maybe don't know Jesus. We're not a dictator. We're not forcing anything on them, but you're presenting them with an option to see the truth of who God is and to make a decision. So we have a will, and then we have emotions. And uh, just like um, we had to make a choice to serve, not to serve God, we also have to make a choice of what we're going to do with our emotions. Have you ever noticed that it, your emotions are fickle? sometimes you 're happy, sometimes you 're sad, and within five minutes, you can be both happy and sad like have you ever noticed that like uh, you can be thinking and worried about something you know arc our kids, we talk with them a lot about these different types of things. You can be feeling frustration at the end of the day, and then you go to bed, and the next day everything is all bright and shiny, and all that happened is you slept. <laughs> you know? So sometimes they're uh, emotions. You cannot say that everything that you feel is real. Sometimes you are feeling something, and it doesn't actually line up with how God sees you. Sometimes you, you can feel like God doesn't love you. But yet he says that he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He didn't all of a sudden stop loving you. Love isn't fickle. It doesn't, you know, the love of God is not there one day and then. Off the next day, he's a constant, and his love is a constant. And so, even if your feelings tell you that he doesn't love you, uh, they're wrong, that's not a truth. And so, we're gauging our belief systems on what God says and how he is speaking to us. And so, when we are born again. Um, where Our spirit is, a, is made alive in Christ, and so now we have the ability to hear God's word. When Jesus spoke, um, you, you read through the gospels, when he was speaking, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees could not understand what he was talking about. Their ears were not alive. They could not hear and understand what he was saying. But the disciples were able to see and to hear and understand what he was doing. And then once he came back after his death and resurrection, then they were fully able to understand what God was doing. Um, We become alive to Christ when we allow him to be our Lord and Savior. And so we can begin to hear him, and he begins to lead us through his word, That's the number one way that he leads us is through his word. He will tell us right from wrong, all those things through his word. But then he also speaks to our hearts. And it's not necessarily, you know, where he comes down and you see a vision and there's Jesus standing right in front of you. Sometimes there's just this knowing of, okay, this is right and this is wrong. When we had um, uh, Patty Akui here uh, she spoke about how so, some of the first ways that God begins to show you his leading is he will he will let you know don't do that no that's wrong don't do that so sometimes the no's are the easiest ways when we are dealing with our children the first things that we're telling them is oh that they don't know that something's going to hurt them so we tell them no don't don't touch no don't go over there and, and so sometimes one of their first words is no, because <laughs> they've heard it so much. But God is speaking to us. So when we get born again, we begin to hear him. He begins to be able to speak to our spirits. However, our mind, will, and emotions are not reborn. They don't, we don't just start over from scratch with an, a mind, you know, and we forget everything that ever happened to us. No, we still remember all the things that have happened to us in the past. And so we renew our minds and our will and our emotion with the Word of God. And so, so when we are subject to uh, feel like something bad is happening, we have to remind ourselves that God has made us victorious. That that's who we are in Christ. So even though it feels really bad, we're just like, no. And when we feel sad and depressed and overwhelmed, that's when we can again go to the word and just say the joy of the Lord is my strength. He's with me. You know, he's not left me alone. He is showing me what to do. And so we can have peace in the midst of our emotions going like this. <laughs> because our emotions will begin to come in check when we balance them with what the word of God says about us. And so when I uh, traveled with um, Kenneth Hagin, um He used to often say this, that the devil will do his best to keep you in the natural realm. Because if he he can keep you in the natural, which is your mind, will, and emotions, he can defeat defeat you every single time. So he tries to raise up your emotions. He tries to raise up, you know, desires and, and, you know, indignation and all these things because he can begin to manipulate you. But if you, Brother Hagan would say, but if you will stay in the realm of the spirit, which is in tune with your heart, which is in tune with who God is, which is having your eyes focused on him, the truths from his word, you will defeat the devil every time. And so that's how we overcome, is we're no longer uh, being swayed, tossed to and fro with everything that comes by, all of a sudden, I'm like oh no, oh no, and there's so many things to go oh no about, you know. And if you're not careful, what you're feeding on there, if you're feeding on a constant diet of emotion, um, if if you're feeding on news and, and even Christian news, uh, sometimes Christian news is just as depressing as the the worldly news or however you want to say it because it's not coming from a perspective of god wins (laughs) it's coming like oh no this is happening and then what are we going to do and then and then if this goes on then this is going to happen and then that's going to happen and then the world's just going to come to an end well yes it is (laughs) It, it doesn't matter what happens the world is going to come to an end It's it's already, the, the playbook has already been written. We know that's going to happen. And so we don't want to get caught up in emotions because what happens is, have you ever noticed that you get going on something and your emotions are really high and then somebody says something to you that you didn't like and you bite their head off? And it could have been like this small. And all of a sudden, you know, especially like... I'm a mom, and so, you know, you're, you're feeling the pressure. You're trying to get everybody out. You're trying to get the dinner on the table. You're doing all these different things, and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody drops something, and it makes this big old spill, and you're just like, ah! You know, you've already got this emotion, and it's so easy to just, ah, yield to that emotion. But when we stay focused on who God is... You know, even in the midst of that emotion, we can be calm, knowing that he is with us. And we're not going to do it perfectly. I mean, we are, you know, we're not going to. But we are going to get better and better and better. And we, the the Bible tells us to be aware of his devices. He is looking. He's a lion roaring, looking and saying, are you the... Can I get you here? Can I get you here? And if we're aware that he's doing that, we can st- take a step back and say, not today. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to get me today. I've got my guard up. I've got my wall up. I'm going to walk in victory today. I can remember there was uh, a Mother's Day several years ago. My kids were all pretty young, so it's been more than several years. But anyways, it was a while ago, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a good day no matter what today. This is my day. We're celebrating mothers. I'm a mother. I'm going to have this amazing day. And I mean, no matter what happened in that day, and they're young, so things did happen. I'm like, I don't care this is my day. I'm having a good day. (laughs) And I went the whole day long, just enjoying. I went to bed and I'm like, woohoo, this was the best day yet. And just so excited about life and just so excited. And on the inside, it became aware to me that you could live every day like that. Did I live every day after that like that? No, but I'm telling you that That mindset allows us to realize what God has done for us and what the possibilities are for us. So if he came to set us free, that is a truth. If he came to heal the brokenhearted, that is a truth. If he came to set, uh, you know, the... uh, Liberty, those who are oppressed, that is the truth. No matter how we feel, no matter what circumstances look at, that is the truth. And so as we are walking in our Christian faith, we want to just keep that realization that, you know what? Today the Bible says, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice. And so you start out the day just rejoicing. When we're rejoicing like that, where is our attention? It's focused on God, on who he is. It's not focused on who's running for what political office and what's going to happen if this person gets in and the world's going to come to an end. And I'm telling you, there are truths. Our, our our votes do matter and they do count. But what's something that is even more important is If we're not reaching people for Jesus, then the next generation is not being raised up knowing Jesus. And so we may save the bullet right now, but the next generation is going to get hit because they're not knowing Jesus. And so uh, our culture is really just um, a result of the fact that people don't know Jesus. That's not the their source of um, strength, the, of hope. And so they try all sorts of ways to do things, and they're not good. You know, and they're not godly. The wisdom comes from God. And so the more that we are getting people to understand how much that God loves them, the more we are going to change our world our our towns our state our nation is going to come that's the thing that is going to change people and so we want to i we want to push through and yes be aware of things and yes do things but we don't want to get so emotional about things that we forget people and then we just throw up walls and they throw up walls and you can't even reach them because they don't want to hear what you have to say and you don't want to hear what they have to say, and so it creates this, this, um, you know, ability that, or it makes this place where you can't, you can't touch people, and it's not really helping the situation. But when our eyes are focused on Jesus and who He is, and we're yielded to the love of God on the inside of us, we see people as people. And then we have this ability to love people as people. And then we can affect people for Jesus. And then he, in turn, can begin to start showing them his worldview, <laughs> and the way that he looks at things. And that's how we change this generation that's coming up, is we want to be that example and, and to show them the love of God and, in turn, point them to godly truths and values. And that happens as they see it working in our lives. You know. And we just we want to get solid on these things because we're going to enjoy life more. We're going to be happy and then they're going to see that happiness and we're going to have solid marriages and we're going to have the love of God uh, working in our lives and people are looking for that. So I just want um, to uh, go over a few things on how, what, what are some ways that God, uh, with his help, that we can control our emotions. And so one of the things is we watch what we put in our heart. It's so important uh, what we see, what we hear, uh, what we're listening, what what we're thinking over and over and over. Those kind of things will create an emotion. It will create uh, what we're pondering, what we're, you know, if, if I'm, like I said, if I'm listening to somebody that's angry at everything that's going on, it is going to make me like I, I, I don't necessarily listen and read a lot of news compared to what I used to. I'll, I'll look at the headlines, but sometimes even the headlines. It produces this like, oh, what's going to happen, you know, and then it makes you, they do that so that you'll come back and look at it again (laughs) to see, well, what did happen, you know, is it as bad as they said, you know, and so we have to be careful, you know, if we're continually putting negative things into our hearts, it is going to make us mad and cynical and disillusioned and just frustrated. And then we have our loved ones in our lives. And, and our emotion, we've already spent all of our emotional capacity, you know, just, you know, on that. And then they do anything, and we're just like, and we react. And, and so that's one way that we can control our emotions is what are we feeding on? Another thing is to look to God's word, you know, what does he say on this circumstance? If you ever feel like you are defeated, look to the word. Because he does not say you're defeated. He says you're a conqueror. And so every time you have that thought that, oh, this is not going well, you you look to the word. What does God say about me? What does God say about this situation? And then you focus on that and keep that. Um, so I... I skipped over my scriptures. I really do have a lot of scriptures and I'm skipping over them. But let's look at Proverbs 4.23. This is the one that I was talking about, like, uh, watch what you're putting in your heart. So Proverbs 4.23, Julia is having to jump around to find my scriptures. This one says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. So this is so important, what we're putting in our heart. Because this is going to determine how we live our life. And then if we look at Colossians 3 2, I'm saying that we're looking at God's word versus the circumstances. And Colossians 3 2 says, Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. So we don't want to get so caught up in, you know what's going on here and there that we forget the fact of we are victorious we have god almighty on the inside we're the ones that are walking tall we're the ones that are winning you know we have a little sticky note in our bathroom that says we are winning that's all it says We have all sorts of things on our bathroom, but there's there's this one sticky note. We are winning, and there have been times where you know you go through life and and you have different things that you're dealing with, and you're you're, you know things that you have to get done, and maybe it's not going as fast as you want. And I'll go in the bathroom and see that sign. We are winning, and I'm like, yes, I'm winning, I'm winning. (laughs) I may not feel like I'm winning right now, but I'm winning. (laughs) And it does, all of a sudden, it affects my emotions. Instead of being stressed, all of a sudden, I'm like taking a step back. All right, I got this. God's in me. I'm winning. And you just keep pushing forward. Another way to overcome your emotions that are negative is to be thankful and to praise God. And let's look at this. Philippians four four says to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. One tactic that the devil will use is to help you see the negative. Have you ever noticed that he's the accuser He will accuse people to you, and it will sound like your voice. And you will be like, that person is doing this to me. And, you know, and you get a tude, an attitude with them, and you're just like, you know, and that may not have been their heart at all. That's not even what they were thinking. And you've got this whole story in your head of what this person is doing, and it has nothing to do with facts. It's all just a story that's in your head. And so as we begin to rejoice and to praise God and set our minds focused on who he is, you know, uh, there's times where you're dealing with something and, you know, somebody did you wrong. And you can just feel like, well, that, that is just flat out wrong. They shouldn't have done that. Well, there's times, there's a scripture for that that says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. And so, you know, there's just times where you're just like, God, you got that. (laughs) I can't do anything about it, but you've got this. You can take care of it. I'm trusting that you've got my back, that you're helping me, that you're going to, you know, whatever the situation is, we all have different things that we face in life, but he's got our back. So we just begin to thank him for who he is. And then we don't lose heart. Uh, Galatians 6, 9 says, Don't grow weary in doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. The devil is after us to lose heart. If he can get us discouraged, if he can get us to the point where we want to quit, what's the use? It doesn't matter anyways. It's always going to be like this. I'm never going to get over this. I can't help it. This is just the way I am. This is just the way it's supposed to be, I guess. I just have to accept it because that's what the world will tell you. You just got to accept it. The truth is this. and so, But no, we are to just keep looking to him. Just keep pressing into him. And he says that we are going to reap if we faint not. And that is more truth than whatever your emotions are telling you. And so this is what we're renewing our minds to, is the truth in God's word versus how we feel, you know. And then pray. Pray. Praise another way. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, again with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is how we walk in peace. This is how we calm ourselves. This is how we, you know, uh, we are not to be led by emotions if we look at uh galatians 5:22 through 25 but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh that's sometimes crucifying our emotions With its passions and desires, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Do you notice in that verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit, which is how we're connected with God, the fruit is love, joy, peace. Do you realize there's no depression in that list? Do you realize that as we grow in the things of God, our misery is gets less and less because we begin to just know this is what the word says this is what the word says about me this is what the word says about this situation i am gonna win i am winning (laughs) and so as we do that you know we uh as we focus and, and choose to grow in the things of God, we're not going to be bound to keep falling into traps that are set for us, traps that are made to make us feel like we're going to lose, traps that make us feel like we're going to be defeated. The devil has no power to defeat us, to cause us to be depressed. He has no power unless we say, that there's some truth in what he's saying. And so, how do we change our mindset on that is by saying, you know what? God says I'm a victor. God says I'm an overcomer. God says that I always win, that greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. And we just focus on that. And as we do that, and we, and we, keep watching over our hearts. We're watching what we're letting in. We're watching what we're reading, what we're thinking, what we're seeing on TV, on YouTube, on, you know, everything that's out there now. (laughs) There's so many things to choose from. What are we putting in? Even Christian movies, you have to be careful. You know, some of them, it's a visual. And you know, Some of them come out, and and the first thing they do is somebody dies. And you're like, I don't need that. No, I'm overcoming. I'm not going to put it in that it's God's will that my loved one died. I don't need to put that visual in my head so that when I'm fighting something, that's what replays. No, I'm going to replay the word of God. What does the word say about my situation? And so we don't want to get so busy that we're... You know, spread too thin. Sometimes that happens where we're so thin that it's hard to hear our inner man. Have you ever noticed sometimes that, you know, I I think it's on purpose that there's always stuff to do? And, uh, especially when you have kids, you could put them in everything. There's so many things, and you don't want them to be held back, and so you just feel like you have to be running here and there and everywhere, and then you miss out on the things that are actually important, which is dinner, (laughs) which is talking, which is communicating with them about what's actually going on in their lives. And so we, we uh, we want to be focused on God and following what he's telling us to do. Should I put my child in this event? Should I be signing up for this over here? Because what is it that God actually wants me to do because he will not get you so involved that you don't have time for him. That's that's really, you know, not the norm anymore. We, we've got people that, you know, there's always something on Sunday morning. You know, you've got a tournament or something. What It is to keep you focused on things that will take you away from God. But God is how we stay stable. <laughs> God is how we overcome. And so for a few minutes, I just want us just to experience... Um, how easy it is to change our will, our emotions, I should say, our emotions from whatever it is that may be going on in our lives right now. And we just begin to glorify him. Because as you praise him, faith begins to rise. And as faith rises, the uh, oppression, the uh, pressure that you're feeling, uh, that begins to go away and subside. And so this is just, sometimes I will, you know, maybe feel like something's going on and then everybody has gone out of the house and I will just sing at the top of my lungs and I will just begin to praise him and worship him. And it is amazing how quickly my mindset goes from, how am I going to get everything done to, all right, You're with me. You're going to multiply my abilities. You're going to help me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so right now, let's just stand up and let's just worship him. Lord, we just magnify you. We praise you, Lord. Just begin to remind yourselves of how he has seen you through, how he's brought you through. Lord, I thank you. There have been so many times when I didn't know what to do, but Lord, you were there. You had the answer. There were so many times when I didn't know how it was all going to get done. And yet you gave an idea, Lord, or you brought someone into my life, Lord, that was able to do something. Lord, you were able to help me to see the things I didn't need to do. Oh, Lord, things that I thought had to be done, but they didn't have to be done. So, Lord, we're so grateful. We bless
1: you. We praise you, God. We magnify you, Lord. You are
0: the God that has set us free. Lord, you have set our minds free. Setting us free, Lord, from thoughts that just keep hounding us. Oh, from thoughts of of how we're not meeting expectations, Lord. But, Lord, your word... (laughs) As you love us. You are for us. You are not against
1: us. So no matter what other people may think, what other people may do, Lord,
0: you are with us and you, are, you uh, love us so much, God. And so we just praise you, Lord. We thank you that you always cause us to triumph. Lord, when we lay down, we remind ourselves that we are loved by the most high God. That we are children, that we are born again, that we are overcomers in this life. That there is nothing that is too big. There is nothing greater. There's nothing more powerful than you, God. Oh, when there seems to be no
1: way, God, you are the way maker. Glory to you, God. Jesus, that when we can't see clearly, Lord, you see all things. Glory to you, God. You're so wonderful. We just bless you and magnify you, Lord. Lord, we choose to believe that your word is truth. Lord, that
0: if you said it, it will come to pass. Lord, we don't try to question and figure out how it's going to come to pass. We just accept the fact that you know how it's going to come to pass. And we rest in you and we know, Lord, that you speak to us. You, We hear your voice. Glory to
1: you, God, that you care. You care and you comfort and you show us the way, oh Lord. You are so big and so mighty, God. We believe in you. Oh, we believe in you, oh Lord. Oh, great and mighty are you, God. You created all things. You created my body, Lord. There is nothing that is too big for you, oh God. There is nothing, there is nothing. Lord, you are greater than all Oh, we praise you, Jesus Yes, we glorify you, God Oh, you are worthy You are worthy You are worthy of all praise Oh, God You are worthy of my praise Oh, thank you, Jesus conqueror in you, Jesus. Wait
0: focused on who he is, reminding ourselves that he's got the right thing for us. He's got the right job. We're going to be in the right place at the right time that no matter what's coming our way, he's already got the answer. He already saw ahead. He's leading and guiding and directing. Oh, cause gray week reminding ourselves that this is the day the Lord has made and we do choose to rejoice and to be glad. Oh, we're so grateful, God, for who you are, for all you're doing in us. God, that you've always caused us to win, that we have a race set set before us and we are running like we're winning because we are going to win, God. We're so thankful to be on the winning team, Lord. We're so thankful to know the end. Oh, that in Jesus Christ we win, that we have God Almighty with us, that we hear him, that he's leading us, he's guiding us. We are not orphans, we are not alone. But the same God that helped David get through, the same God that helped Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the same one that helped Daniel in the lion's den, that same God is the same today as he was then. And he's helping us overcome, and he's helping us to win, and he's helping us to reap the harvest helping us to do all that he
1: has called us to do. Oh, thank you, Lord, because great are you.